Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Extra Credits. I am your host Jam, aka Jamaleus on the Twitters and the many, many, many gamer tags out there. Uh, Jamaleus on absolutely everything on the Nintendos, the Playstations, the Xboxes. Um, if, if, if I have a gamer tag, it's, it's probably Jamaleus on all of those. Anyway, I thought I would jump on the mic uh, today and really just kind of... Uh, just do a solo show, really, just catch up. It's been a bit of a while since I've done a solo show. Um, I have sort of recorded quite a lot of solo shows behind the scenes, but I've just never felt confident enough to post them, just because I wasn't proud of them. But I guess maybe fell to jump off the bench this time, just because of the kind of the announcement, of course, that Fred is kind of finishing the podcast. And I thought, well, I'd probably take him up on his offer to, you know, use up the time we had till March and try and entertain you as best I can. In all fairness, not to get too personal about it, I'm I'm sort of still, I guess, in this, I don't want to say shock, just kind of surprise period, because it's been so long, really. Yeah, we've been, I've been doing gaming history on, I think, uh, I think it's around six years or something. It, it Time just goes so fast, doesn't it? It really, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. And Fred's obviously been doing it significantly longer than I have, you know, and that's really, really impressive. You know, he's, you know, 10 years, I think is what he said on the last show. And I've been listening to him ever since uh, he was doing solo work on Gaming History 101. Really kind of found Fred very inspirational back in the day, actually. And, you know, I've been a fan ever since, really. I, I think Fred is an, a massive talent, and I do hope that in some form that he does continue some sort of content in the future. Completely understand the reasonings. You know, it's difficult. You know, it's, it's exhausting. Podcasting's hard work, and we've said this multiple times, and even Fred or I do this as a career. Um, you know, really have enjoyed doing the podcast. And um, I like to think that... To an extent, I'll still kind of have my foot in podcasting to some extent, whether it remains as part of a gaming history moniker or if I move on to maybe putting my own sort of uh, thing together. I don't know yet. We, we don't, don't know. I guess that's part of what this episode is really me just kind of, I guess, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. But today's episode, I thought I'd just talk a bit about myself. I'll talk about some uh, random gaming topics that came up uh, this week or for the last two weeks, I guess, since we've I've last uh, jumped on the mic. And yeah, and we'll just see how it goes, shall we? I'll put some show notes in though, of course, because I, I don't know which topics I'll cover. I've just put a list together. But let's have some fun, shall we? And so I've been very, very busy over the last week. Let's talk about going behind the scenes. Uh, be busy with work. I think Fred sort of touched on that a little bit as well. Uh, I've been just generally, things have been changing in work for me. I've which makes things a bit challenging. So it sometimes I get work and sometimes I don't. And I've had a bit of a kind of a shift around with work things. So so I've had to kind of find more work, basically. Needless to say, um, I've been, it's been a bit of a crazy, chaotic period. I've been a little bit unwell. It's all been a bit stressful. And then um, I saw this news of the <laughs> game history on changing as well. It's just like, wow, it's all just happened at once at the moment. But you know what? That's sadly, that is life sometimes, isn't it? Is that just life happens. It hits you. Sometimes, you know, your dog dies, your girlfriend dumps you and um, and your favorite podcast ends all in, one, all in one week, doesn't it? And then you just have to get on with life. And that's kind of it. And I do want to keep reiterating that I hold no ill will uh, towards friends at all and it's nothing but um, appreciation and fondness for him and stuff like that and I, I don't I wish him nothing but the best and I I don't doubt that me and him just as he will as with trees as we'll keep in touch and everything whether we occasionally jump on the mighty podcast I don't know we'll see what happens shall we we'll just see what happens but 
it's an engine error, isn't it, guys? I mean, it's the same with a lot of things. Things just change. You know, you, as much as we like these sort of sometimes things to just carry on the way they are, they just don't, sadly. And things, it, things come to an end. Your favourite TV show comes to an end. This uh, That crazy Marvel train that seems to be ever going successful, one day that will come to an end. Uh, one day Lego will stop being popular. Who knows, one day Call of Duty will stop selling well. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I guess one thing I started on, because I used to really enjoy talking about this on my solo stuff, is uh, thrifting. So let's get back to that sort of stuff. Or car booting, as I call it. I have been I have been going out again this summer, uh, going to the car boots. Because um, I live I live somewhere else now. I, I live in the Suffolk region of England now. Getting out there, sort of seeing what's available, um, not been picking up a lot, I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't really found uh, any sort of amazing, crazy retro finds or even gaming finds, but um, I'll certainly talk about something a bit more boring, though, that I've been um, on the hunt for, and, I, and I've achieved just recently. I did acquire a PC not too long ago. A kind friend of mine, he um, sort of sold me his old gaming PC, and um, I haven't had a PC for ever so long time, and since he was offering it, I decided to, yep, cool, I'll jump on it, and it was also an opportunity for me to sort of have acquired games for Steam and good old games games and um, those PC outlets and I've never really been able to enjoy them because my crappy laptop has just never been um, sustainable. It's surprising even some of the stuff that looks retro related. An infamous example of that is the Sega Mega Drive Classic Collection on Steam because it has this weird update to it. Um, whenever you play that on my really terrible laptop it just doesn't function but if I if I launch it in like classic mode it does function I guess because it's just running the emulators or something I don't know but it felt kind of cool to finally get a gaming PC and finally jump up all these things i've had for years and years and years and finally start enjoying them that's kind of what i've been doing um not only have i been enjoying some of the uh, delights of gaming pc but i've been able to enjoy them with a very close friend as well on more or less a weekly basis to jump on some co-op stuff which is always been one of my sort of favorite things about gaming is sharing gaming with other people as well and you know just jumping on playing a game and just talking complete and utter bollocks for a while and um, that's that's been fun i might get into that later about sort of stuff that i have been playing too but anyway i have this uh, so i had this um gaming pc which i brought a while ago and i needed someone to put it because uh, i live in a, i live in kind of the equivalent of an apartment over here or a flat uh, depending on which country you live in would you believe i didn't have a table to put this thing on the only the best i did was i kind of dumped this thing on an Ikea table that I kind of, you know, I guess created this sort of pseudo area to play on and it was it just wasn't working for me. So I was, it was causing back problems, I think. You know, so I was, I was sitting in this like low down chair that I've had from my Ikea for years and, and the PC was positioned very far away from me so if you're playing for getting games for a particularly a long period of time it, it it just wasn't fun really it wasn't working out for me so I needed to I guess uh, find a desk and a, a proper chair uh, things that yeah some people might love how have you not got those already but you know it's it's difficult when with my current circumstances in life where I'm kind of always on the move at the moment I'm yet to settle down properly which is is nice and it's bad isn't it it's like i would like to i mean one day maybe i'll settle down but sadly life hasn't thrown me that i guess curveball yet or in fact i felt like my life so far the last few years has just been a curveball after a curveball but it's just not worked out that way you know it would be one yeah maybe i most of my friends have settled down um, with and how they've brought their first house maybe they started families uh yeah they've settled into their careers Sadly, that's not me. Um, it's not been that way for me. Uh, you know, I've not, I've not particularly settled into a career. I've not, I've not brought a house, and I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties, and that's pretty. For some, from some people's sort of perspective, that's pretty crap, isn't it? And yeah, it is something that does 
it does i do think about um, and it annoys me that i think about it and um, let it get me down sometimes it's just i guess it's the card i've been dealt um so far uh, maybe things will get better who knows? We'll see what happens, won't we? Anyway, but I guess enough about that, Soldier. Well, um, on to the furniture, because this is fun part. But basically, under circumstances, I'm not sort of particularly financially well off. It's not so much just about finances, but it's more about sort of things can change. For, for us, it's, it can change on a kind of a click of a finger, really. So uh, one moment we're here, and then next thing we know, uh, opportunity's going to call elsewhere, and then we're going to have the upper moving gear. And I'm just not a huge fan of just like spending a lot of money on, say, like, like a really, really good desk or something, or a good PC desk or whatever. And like a really super duper comfy chair only to have to go and resell it um, at a car boot sale myself or just get rid of it all just because we've got up and move again so that's kind of where my mind is but what's been kind of fun about this is that it has been have been really really fun thrifting to find like really cheap alternatives like cheap tables and cheap chairs and stuff like that and this sort of process has taken me over a month easily so far I, I, I mean I've been looking for a table for more than that probably but I got lucky uh, not too long ago kind of my pattern at the moment for thrifting or car booting is that weather pending I'll go probably to a single car boot sale maybe once a week it's usually on the Sunday that works best for schedule I actually sometimes work Sundays as well which is a bit weird so uh, which I might well, weird for some people anyway so I might go before I go to work so which it kind of works out quite well so you get there early and sometimes you see like you know particularly good deals I was at one not too long ago and I did actually see the perfect computer desk that was for sale unfortunately I was five minutes too late and the seller had already sold it and that was really irritating because I really really wanted it it was perfect it had like you know the leg space it had uh, drawers on the side all that sort of stuff and it was it would have accommodated for the uh, pc i wanted just perfectly and it would have um, squeezed just nicely in the corner of my flat uh, one of the corners of the rooms in my flat um, quite snugly as well because i've got limited spaces while i don't have a huge amount of room sadly it wasn't meant to d and you know so that didn't happen so uh so the, the search continues but so i'll do that and then on one of my days off in the week i might just go around sort of charity shops and stuff and there's a there's a sort of furniture store that's a bit of a driveway it's usually when i try and go pick up like like food shop or groceries or whatever you want to call it so i go pop in there because it usually has like secondhand furniture and um recently another fun thing i've been doing is i've actually been going to the dump or like you know like, i don't know what you call the equivalent of that in, in america like the junkyard maybe or something like that but it's obviously a place where you like you know if you're getting rid of stuff or you're just throwing it away it's you know, you throw it in these like these containers and i've not been i've not been bin diving <laughs> that's not what i've been doing <laughs> so but at these sites they do have a like a retail area so they re resell stuff so um they, they so what obviously what happens is that i think the folks that work at the they're called recycle centers over here so they pull out the stuff that obviously is resellable you know, like tables chairs maybe and um, i'm gonna get to it but like games and consoles and all sorts and anything that could anything that doesn't look broken i guess or it's not completely weighted they'll pull it out of those bins and then they'll put it they'll put them in this little shop and they'll resell it and i went there for the first time a few weeks ago and um, it was a fascinating experience for me because usually i've done this before i've gone to recycle centers and it's always a mixed bag you might you usually get a lot of trash there in terms of it's stuff that's quite you know it's worn down um, it's what you would expect um really you know what you're looking for and i but if you're somebody like me who's who sees potential in things you know you see like a tape and you think you know i could sand that down i can re-varnish it and i can make it look good again then it's it's a gold mine for you well not, it's not really a gold mine but it's 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 great for that sort of stuff you you, you can see like things that are just 
they've they've been aged or worn down over the the time, and then you see you think, oh, that, that's a nice little project to work on, and then you know you feel more rewarded and all that sort of stuff. So I went to this retail unit that was um, I, I'm just going to call it the dump or recycle center, and it was really interesting because I wasn't sure to expect because uh, usually when the one I used to live at near when I lived in Cambridgeshire, that one was kind of they had this little small section and they used to like they'd have like a, a like a massive bookcase would have like all the CDs and games, and I found actually a copy of Grand Theft Auto Five in that one there is only a pound and um, I ended up really selling that because <laughs> I forget a CEX I believe actually because I got like 12 pound credit for that <laughs> so it was just crazy considering the um, yeah, the next gen version of that was already out so sometimes you can find but this one was quite a neat shop unit it had like basically the centre of it had loads of furniture loads of chairs lots of wooden tables and then it had like an area where it had like loads of toys that was surprised me there's quite a few pop figures there which is really funny I totally would have maybe t- taken those but I'm just like I'm I'm so done with the pop figures at the moment. I just don't have the space for those sort of things anymore. So but it, it surprised me to see that they were there, actually, considering um, how fond people are of them. When I went back subsequent weeks, so they had gone. So these things obviously sell quite quickly when people look in these places. But one of the things, I actually did a tweet of a picture of this, is there was literally a, a sort of shelf that had just so many guitars. So, you know, acoustic guitars. Um, I think a few electric guitars as well, you know, where it's just, they're obviously in, most of them were in pretty rough shape and then a lot of them were those kind of crappy nylon guitars you know where the um, the, the final three strings are made of nylon rather than metal I'm much more of a funny thing about me is I I did I just used to dabble guitar and I much prefer metal strings rather than nylon strings because they just don't sound as good and they don't feel as good as well when you're strumming along to it um, I didn't pick up any of those guitars I don't need any more we already have two in my in my, in my I've got my, my one and I've got my my partner's one as well we can't seem to bring ourselves to get rid of one or the other <laughs> so we just kept both of them so two acoustic guitars I'm always fond of instruments anyway, but uh, but yeah, so there there's a big big part of those. And then below that was a massive pile of Guitar Hero controllers as well, which I just found just brilliant. There's just so many of them. A mixture of all sorts of systems, you know, there must have been a mixture of the PlayStation, Xbox, and the Wii ones, basically. Of course, no, I I don't need any more plastic. I do actually still have um, my Guitar Hero controller for the 360, which I didn't sell. I kept that one. It's all I've kept it in the box as well. Actually, I, I do pull it out because I just I don't know why. I guess I hold it because I did really enjoy the Guitar Hero series. Maybe for that one day that I want to pull it out and just have a bit of fun and strum along to something because I really did enjoy those um, those those games. Didn't really care so much about the you know the drum kits and I, I wouldn't have the space for those sort of things. But um, I did like did like the Guitar Hero slash Rock Band series a lot. So that was that, and then there was they they had a much neater section for video games. They had um, like a whole bookshelf dedicated to just games, and they they'd put them in order as well. So they'd put like all the PlayStation Two games together, they'd put the PlayStation Three games together, and they were selling them for only a pound each, which was pretty impressive actually. And they even um they let you if you if you got a few of them, they did you a deal as well, which is not always common with charity sort of shops or recycle things. But so if you got if you picked up a few, did I get? I think I got a game or two. I can't remember what they were now because it was a while ago when I got the games. But but one of things that did stand out is that there was a a boxed a original xbox controller which are pretty hard to come by actually Um, but it was a third party one it was from the uh the the store we have over here the gamestop equivalent game so i picked that up i pull it because i it was in a box i assumed that somebody maybe just shoved it back in the box most of the time that's what it is like the box is there but but no this thing would it'd been unused you know the the thumbsticks were completely perfect buttons were okay uh it's only discredited is it's a third party controller so you know, whether, I don't know how long it lasts is probably unknown, but you know, I picked that up because I only wanted like a couple of quid for it. So I thought, yeah, why not? They had another Xbox 
Xbox controller that was in more rough shape, kind of shape you would expect to find from a used controller. I'm generally not a huge fan of used controllers, mostly because of the wear and tear to them, and it's, it's but it's really hard to find really really good condition retro controllers. Um, usually, what I've done is I've just had to order, you know, like those third party things from China or something. Those they're, they're cheap, but they they work basically for like my retro systems. Like, um, like funny enough, original Xbox, they get one for the original Xbox, but they do they they are variable quality. So I was pleased to have this, but I haven't got around to checking it yet because I've got my Xbox my original Xbox is packed away in the garage at the moment which I've got a garage here now which is pretty cool so much easier for storage and stuff of my game collection but I got that and I did pick up a few games but I, I, for some reason I just cannot think of oh, oh one of them was um, Army of Two the 40th Day a game I really really enjoyed actually um, on the 360 so I got that off the Playstation 3 basically I thought it was a quid why not and I don't know why but I just have a that I'm, a, I'm fond of replaying games again on different systems. <laughs> it just happens. So, yeah, a pretty cheap deal, that. But as for the furniture, it didn't... Didn't get much luck though here, and um, the furniture surprisingly was quite pricey. There were sort of tables were various qualities. Um, a lot of them weren't really PC friendly. A lot of them were just like old dining tables, you know, those things you could fold away. Uh, chairs were mostly wooden chairs, full full set dining tables. So nothing was to gain. But it was surprising me that, that they were selling a lot of these things for like thirty quid or more. Which to some people that's probably not a lot, but it's not really what I was looking for. I was trying to find like a, just a really modest deal. But a lot of these tables just wouldn't be practical because again, they're not really. I mean, you can use your imagination, yeah, I could have used them, but most of them were just a bit overly too big and just wouldn't have fitted in the small corner that I needed them to fit in. So that didn't work out, but it was still a fun experience to look at this place. I went there um, just uh, today, in fact, and because um, I, I was still looking for the darn chair. And they did have like one like a swirly office chair, but it was in rough shape. And I just, for morbid curiosity, I asked them what they wanted for it, and they said so five quid. But you know, like all the the arm armrests were all scratched up, the, the padding was looking a bit rough, and. I mean, I, I just thought, yeah, I mean, if I thought if it was a couple of quid, maybe, I don't know. I don't even, I, I don't think I even really wanted it. I think it's just because I've just been so bored of trying to find this, find a freaking chair to sit on for, for this uh, desk that I've got found. I haven't got to that bit where I got the desk. So anyway, so no luck at the recycle center. It's still a fun experience. So I've occasionally gone back there because behind the desk, when I was there, uh, there was a few GameCube games and I asked them if they were for sale, but sadly they had reserved them for somebody else. Never mind, but it, was, it wasn't anything too special. It was like a Mario Party 4, I think, was one of them and like Sonic Heroes but you know you ask because they would have only been like a quid or something I thought yeah would have could have got those but they kept saying they said to me basically oh we yeah, check back off and then you never know what you're going to find and I, I like I like stuff like that you know especially when you get surprised and um, that's pretty much my gaming collection in a nutshell is they've all been accumulated from surprises I found in stores basically not a lot of eBay not a lot of eBay buying anymore or at least these days anyway with some exceptions which I might get to later so a another store so I talked to this about briefly that a sort of a furniture store a second hand furniture store uh, is for charity actually so it is a charity store yeah like Goodwill or something like that would be the equivalent in America they yeah, they have furniture and a bit like the this recycle centre they tend to sell their furniture quite expensive but again if it's for the right thing yeah i'll pick it up go in there i've been in there a few times and not found anything and surprisingly it's weird isn't it like you go there some weeks and they have everything you're looking for when you're not looking for it so i have seen there in the past they have had like pc that you know like proper sort of office chair office chairs is what i was looking for in like a swirly office chair or something like that just something that's padded a bit better so something that's comfortable to sit on because i've been using a fold-out chair basically which has been pretty sore on my bum and also just something that's got better back support because oh i don't know i've been feeling the pain when i've been doing some of the longer pc sessions lo and behold one day i'm just looking around they have this section at the back of this store where it's just kind of like they i think it's like all the the incoming stuff or it's the stuff that they're just not going to sell it looks like it's going to be carted off funny enough to the up to the 
to the uh, recycle center I just talked about. And I did see uh, out there one day was a really beaten up table, like a nice wooden table, rough shape. Absolutely, it was in rough shape, but it pretty much was what I was looking for. I'd been kind of looking online at like um, like Amazon and like eBay, and uh, I'd been seeing like these L-shaped desks, and I'd been, I'd been thinking, yeah, that would be re- that would suit really well for me actually, because um, basically L-shaped desk being like you know basically essentially. A two, you know, it forms an L across the wall, and that's kind of the corner of the room I wanted to put this. Um, I so I saw one table there, and it's just behind that there was another table. So obviously, rather than getting a L-shaped table, buy two tables, connect them together, and these both of these tables are actually different. One of them is like kind of big. Um, you could theoretically use it as a small dining table if you wanted to, or uh, as it clearly was used, it was used as a workbench because it's got loads of cut marks on it, like somebody was maybe, I don't know, using it for sawing and stuff, or just using it like as a you know, a workbench table in general, maybe for their shed or their tool bench or something like that. But it was solid, you know, it wasn't made out, I, I don't know what exactly what it's made out of, plywood like you expect to find on like these Amazon sellers or eBay sellers, which is not what I wanted. I didn't want something flimsy, I wanted something that would hold its way, <laughs> basically it could hold me, really, with about it falling apart and even though i don't weigh that much but you know this is a nice solid table i'm on it at the moment actually you can hear it right now so if you know what that noise sounds like that's the table so i thought yeah that'll do that's what i wanted but i didn't know if it was for sale because i didn't know if this was um, something that needs to be processed by the charity people or if they were going to resell it but so the rule is guys if you don't ask you don't know so i went out up went into the back into the shop i asked the lady behind the counter and i said oh you know how much are those uh, tables out there and she told me the best thing i've ever heard which she said oh though they're just a charitable donation which is pretty impressive so basically she said i could take them both all i had to do was give her suggested don't not, not even suggested she just said just donate some money to the charity so i could have been a complete nutter tosser and just given a like a low ball figure i could have just said oh here you go here's a quid that'll do but no i i gave them a, a you know a decent fee maybe it's me just getting fed up but they were looking what i was looking for the other table which i didn't talk about was actually a f- more thinner table it is something that looks like you might use it as like a, i don't know like an office table or something but it, it connects perfectly to this big one it forms the L shape in the corner of the room and it's spot on but then I was missing the chair obviously so I needed the chair as well so I was using this stupid fold out chair that was just uncomfortable and wasn't working and I've kind of got that fixed I, I guess it's still I guess I'm still on the hunt for maybe a better one I was again I looked online and I you know there's there's all sorts of office chairs and like gaming chairs but there are various prices but not in the best financial situation at the moment, so I was like, well, I can't afford that right now, but I would like to get something a bit comfy. But fortunately, um, lo and behold, I'm, you know, despite me failing for the last two weeks to find a decent chair at a reasonable price, I, I, do, I do a lot of charity work in my spare time, especially when I'm not working. If I'm not working, I'm usually volunteering doing something else. And uh, one of my volunteering projects at the moment is I, I garden for a charity quite, quite close to where I live. And, and I really enjoy it, actually. It's quite, it's quite relaxing in it. If funny enough, I'm actually looking to try and start a blog on that as well separately, which probably nobody will read, but who knows. That I just said to the lady that I report to there, I said to her, you know, I'm looking because it's it's where their offices are. They they have loads of office chairs and stuff like that. I just thought, again, asking you don't know, I just said, Oh, I'm in the looking for any office office chairs. I don't suppose you have any spare ones that or any you're getting rid of because you tend to find with a lot of the especially like charity anywhere where there's an office, they're constantly getting rid of office chairs just because of well, as she told me anyway about you know, for 
health and safety reasons and stuff, or in this case, fire risk reasons. So she said, yes, she goes, how would like would have it? There's a few chairs, but they weren't um, like swirly office chairs. They're just static chairs, but they were padded. And there's quite a few of them. She wanted me to take all of them, but I only took two of them. I think they had like six. <laughs> and the reason they were getting rid of them is because she says that they're not, they're not fireproof because they said they're flammable and there's some new, I guess, some new health and safety system in place and they won't allow them anymore. So she said they were just going to go to the dump or the, probably that recycle center I talked about. <laughs> so that works. So I, so I, I, I took two of them just in case. And like, even though I don't doubt that the one, the two I've taken will probably end up that way, but they're in fantastic condition, perfect condition even. And uh, that's, that is kind of formed my PC, I guess my budget PC setup, if you will. <laughs> so one of the tables didn't need a lot of work to it. I didn't need to do much to it. It really didn't mean much to it. I just need to get it cleaned down. And once I clean it down, it looked brilliant. And I, so I've done nothing with that. The one, the main one I talked about that was in rough shape, it's got like massive cut marks across it. I, I kind of gave that a massive good clean down. I did a little bit of sanding on it as well. Kind of putting everything out, like it's restoration a bit on pause just so I can start using the damn PC already, if you will. Basically throwing the tablecloth over it and put like a to be continued on the rest of the project. But it, but it's all clean now and it's all sturdy and it does the job perfectly. And it has um, created my nice little workstation now, which I'm really pleased with on a surprisingly low budget. So that's kind of like a fun sort of like what I've been up to in my personal life at the moment uh, there but so maybe you've enjoyed listening to that maybe you have and you can always let me know so I guess moving on bringing that to gaming though I guess maybe yeah I've got a good I wanted to go for about an hour for this podcast so we'll I'll talk about a few of the, the stories that I listed that I might sort of blab about I mean the first one that I kind of really wanted to touch on was was Doom really on the Switch because that was a surprise drop recently QuakeCon happened and, and they sort of stealthily said okay you can buy doom doom 2 and doom 3 on the switch the 360 not 3 i was probably 360 xbox one and playstation 4 right now like a little stealth release but and i thought this was like a really 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 easy win for bethesda for me actually because you now I, I love doom um love the series i even like doom 3 yeah i'm one of those guys so i don't mind doom 3 at all quite enjoy it in fact and to be able to play those games on the switch seemed like a good win for me especially with the possible possible prospects that you know i could just wake up one morning or yeah if i'm just you know on my day off or something i'm just chilling out in bed i can wake up and just play a bit of doom on my switch put it on the standby move it do the whole you know play it again later but it came with a massive catch i guess because uh, this is modern gaming industry and you know you can't have nice things too quickly where it came with uh, like a little bit of drm where you had to log into a bethesda account now, depending on your interpretation, this might not be a big deal. Um, it isn't really as big a deal, maybe, as people have made it out to be. What it basically is, is that if you brought this on... Sp- strangely, it's apparently it's only on Switch, of all things. That's why I found it a bit confusing, considering Switch is the portable, you know, handheld device. Whereas the others... it may, well, I would, But it might be on the others, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, is that when you boot up the game, it says you need to log in with a Bethesda account. And if you don't log in with a Bethesda account, the game won't start. So, you know, you have to give your email address or set up an account it's probably even possible i might even have a bethesda account i just don't remember i mean i wouldn't be surprised if that's a thing but it caused the internet and uh, at large to obviously have a bit of a you know a shit fit about it as, they, as we do as we do as gamers yeah, and it, but it did lead to rather some hilarious memes where there was some quite funny memes on the internet of people you know like putting um like you know, like mario 3 for example saying sorry you can't play this you need a bethesda account or like um peach from mario 64 saying oh you need a bethesda account and um, sign peach and i think they've put it they've, like attached it to multiple games and it's, and it's just really funny i mean that's something we could all i guess at least share 
in with the um, <laughs> with these I guess the the misery of the game industry sometimes as we could all have a poke a bit of fun at it so this this sort of put me off I guess it just it, it went from being an, e- an easy impulse purchase because Doom and Doom 2 were only four quid a piece which is a easy easy win really it's less you know it's like a just over a price for like a posh coffee from Starbucks or, or Costa or whichever your coffee shop of choice is. And uh, yeah, and like I said, I love Doom, but I've, I've brought that game on multiple devices. And to, again, to have it again on a handheld device just seemed pretty, especially that version of Doom. It's you know it's the defini- pretty much the definitive version of Doom on handhelds. Just seemed pretty juicy. But yeah, so I just said no. But lo and behold, obviously, just a few days later, I think it might be just a day later, within 24 hours, I think Bethesda made a statement saying that oh, oh, we didn't, we didn't want it to be that way we didn't want to have this um you know this was supposed to be optional don't know how i feel about that statement really because it makes you think well did nobody play test this or did nobody boot this up you know surely they knew this was a thing yeah but it's being fixed so i guess when it gets fixed uh, maybe i'll pick it up but though yeah they, they almost they almost lost that little easy sale from me because then part of me just thinking well i'm all right still i can just wait till it's on sale again because all, all of these things go on sale at some point and so we'll see we'll see I did buy that new Fire Emblem game, Free Houses, um, which I've really only played a tiny amount of so far, just because Fire Emblem game, if you're in, if you're in, for, if you're in a Fire Emblem game, you're in it for the long haul, shall we say. So I think this game is going to keep me busy probably till the end of the year, if I even finish it this year. But with my schedule being as busy with my work schedule being a bit spontaneous me being a bit busy i just haven't had time to sink into it and fire emblem is a game that you know you kind of want to sit down and take it in if you will and my very very earliest 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 impression of free houses basically is is yep there's a lot of story here which is that's a fire emblem game and um, i've only played one battle which is like the tutorial battle so far and then most of the time i've just been running around a school talking to people and kind of been having fun with that <laughs> but not enough to really form a, a full fledged opinion but um, but yeah i'm a huge fan of the fire emblem series i've been i've been a massive fan of fire emblem ever since awakening on the 3ds and i've sort of gone back a little bit and played um, i started playing on the, the game boy advance games and uh that DS game as well, which apparently, which is surprisingly expensive to track down. But yeah, look forward to diving a bit more deeper into Fire Emblem in the future. Yeah, maybe you know, if I'm still doing some of these shows, I'll tell you how it's going. But one thing I did pick up, and um, which I wanted to talk about a little bit as well, is the PlayStation Classic. Woo! <laughs> which is, that's probably about the best review, isn't it? Woo is what I'd say about this system. And this was very much, and this was an impulse purchase, because there was that stupid Prime Day thing that happened not too long ago. And uh, I don't know. I've I've been just so over Prime Days um, and whatever it is they do things they do the Black Friday. That's it. I've just not. I've not been buying into those over the last few weeks. I've been quite pleased about it, actually. So I've not been. I, I used to be one of those suckers that I'd just buy games or buy too many games that I was never going to play from these things, and they'd just be, sit there and it make me angry because I haven't played them. And I've been like, nah, not falling for this time. But the PlayStation Classic was um, sold on Prime Day in the UK for only sixteen quid or fifteen ninety nine. I guess about twenty bucks, which I think is how much it's gone on sale for in America as well, actually. And I thought, why not? <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Um, I thought for that price because that's less than a pound per game on the system and there are games on this system and um, I did actually I mean I, I, this is the weirdest thing about me is there I was actually quite keen to get this system for Mr. Driller <laughs> which I know is chiffy. I found out later actually that you can buy it I think Mr. Driller the PlayStation game on um 
I think the Japanese store at least, on Pearson Japanese store, but I didn't, I just, maybe I was being too lazy and I wasn't doing my research that day, but I was thinking, yeah, no, I fancy playing a bit of Mr. Driller on the um, PlayStation Classic, even if that is the only game that I play. But, so I picked it up uh, from Amazon, got it, got it, got it, and it's come, got it back, and I have actually been playing around a bit. More so than I expected, actually, because I I really thought, especially with how people have spoken about this um, plug-and-play mini, that it would be, you know, something that you just dabble a little bit in, but... Nostalgia definitely came back, I would say, you know, for me, for PlayStation. I I was there, though, day one for... um, I don't think it's hit me as much as the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo Minis, which I have both of those as well. I got those um, quite close to launches. Oh, no, the the Nintendo one I didn't. The Super Nintendo one I did, but the Nintendo one I just happened to walk into a game shop and found one somehow when apparently they were super scarce and and brought it. It's really funny, though, because I I, I spent £50 on that. (laughs) So I've spent more on the Super Nintendo Mini because I never owned those systems when I was young. So those were quite um, fun experiences. You know, the, there was the, it was that kind of like, oh, I never experienced it. So it was, that, it was my own little opportunity to experience what all the fuss is about, and and still do enjoy those systems. I should say, I do I do plug in both of those occasionally and play the games on them. Even games like I was about to say Blue Fight. I don't know why we really enjoy that game. <laughs> Actually, two player is quite fun. But the PlayStation Classic doesn't hold that much nostalgia for me because I was there. I was there when the um, system launched, and we did get one close to launch um, back when it was retailing for three hundred British pounds and didn't come with any games it came but it did come with that cool t-rex demo i do feel that's a massive misstep that this um, playstation classic has a screensaver and they didn't put that old t-rex tech demo in it that would have been so cool if they did that it wasn't meant to be though but the games on this system are pretty good i have to say um the obvious stinker is um tom clancy's rainbow six on there which is just utter garbage on place the playstation version is just awful i haven't played that on the playstation classic and i it, it's probably even worse because obviously i've heard the emulation's a bit shoddy i have kind of experienced a bit of the shoddy emulation of this system as well because i i did play through about half of chris's campaign on resident evil the director's cut because i'm hugely familiar with that game i'm um, you know i'm not super tuned in as say fred is with tech stuff like i'm not great with the the frames per second and stuff but but i have played a lot of resident evil that's the one thing i can take from it and i've played various forms of resident evil as well so i've played like you know the the proprietor the the original playstation version i've never played a i've never played a disc copy of the original director's cut version though i did have i did i did used to have a copy of um, resident evil on playstation but that got stolen from me a long time ago and i'll never be able to accumulate it back but I've played the PSN version, I've played it on PSP, I've played it on PlayStation 3, I've played this game a lot. Uh, so I thought, yeah, if, if I was able, if I was to do one of those guys that was able to know the distance, I'd probably notice it this game, and yes I did. It is notably, it just feels a bit off, I guess, when you play it on this system. I know it scales to 720p, I think. I think it's the European version, because there's a mix mash, isn't there, on this system, where there's, there's European versions of the games, and there's American versions. It's, it's a weird mix, really. Regardless, I started off thinking, ooh, ew, there's something a bit off with this um, this port of Resident Evil Director's Cut. And then as I, pursue, as I proceeded through the game, as I proceeded through Resident Evil Director's Cut many, many, many times, I just thought, yeah, this is all right. So I think what I'm basically the point I'm trying to get to is I think that if you're one of those people that really is not because and I do I know a lot of people like this actually uh, that it's an easy buy I think for folks that maybe didn't hold on to old games and uh, they just want a quick um, nostalgia sort of um, fun, bit of fun then this is really it's this is fine for that really i guess one of the things i did like about the playstation classic is it does have this sort of standby feature it's almost like a save it's got like a one save state slot a suspend feature so which i've been 
playing around with, with Resident Evil Director's Cut, and it also screwed me over as well, which I'll get to too, where, you know, if you press the reset button on the console, it will go back to the menu, the little carousel of all the games, and it will um, sort of... You, you, it'll, it'll save up to that point you're at, regardless if you saved it to the memory card or whatever, you know, the, the fake memory card on the thing. That was pretty cool, I thought. So you can then, you can, and then you can turn the system off and then you can just resume exactly where you left off. It's a bit, it reminds me obviously like the suspend feature on the PSP, which I used to, I, well, I still use um, to, to this day, which is really cool. But the only thing you got a little bit, little bit cautious of is that when you go back into that and then you press reset again, you need to make sure that you press that you do want to override the previous saving because unfortunately with the TV, I've been using it's not been very clear if yes or no was highlighted so I got like two hours further into the game um I was, I, was, I I'd suspended it after the yawn fight the snake fight and then I'd like gone through, I'd gone through, I got, you know, I'd gone out into the garden, gone into the, you know, the greenhouse, got to the plant 42, got to the sharp, gone past the sharp bit. And I thought, oh, I need to go make dinner now. And of course, the benefit of that is I can just press the suspend feature and I can go make dinner and come back to it later. And like a complete idiot, I didn't, I didn't say to save over the other one because I couldn't see it very clearly because it wasn't highlighted very well. So, um, I lost all of that data, all of that two hours of data. And then I'll have to resume back from, um, the post yawn fight at some point. And so that, that was a bit sort of annoying <laughs> so the whole i mean that's one of the big criticisms is the menus and stuff just they feel so bare bones and it doesn't really feel like a lot of like love and care was put into this sort of project like i said it there's there's such an opportunity here to really celebrate the original playstation but they just didn't do that the only i guess the only sort of benefit the only nostalgia in this is obviously when you boot it up it does do the the the, the the that the place that little PlayStation noise you were used to back in the day when you boost up that PlayStation, we still it's just still there. That's a nice little nostalgic moment. I haven't played a lot of the games on it. Obviously, I've played through uh, Resident Evil Director's Car. Definitely, definitely, absolutely played a bit of Battle Area Toshinden because that was one of the first games that I played. That was on the demo disc, I think, that came with the PlayStation and played a lot of that um, back in the day. Hasn't hold up well at all today. It's Ooh, it looks terrible. It looks awful, awful, awful. But it does hit the nostalgia funny bone for me, though. Um, I, I still, I don't know what it is, but I just think, yep, this, uh, this does still, it still tickles me. The terrible, the awful, awful voice acting, the weird noises people are making, and just this, this early entry into 3D fighting with weapons. It's like a really, really, really rubbish version of Soul Calibur, I guess. But, but I still enjoy, I still enjoy playing through it. I can't remember what the female character was. It's one of the jewel knives, but she, when you finish a fight, she goes, I never give up. And it's just, <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. It just reminded me of when I was younger, actually. Boy, have those graphics not held up well. You know, I'm always interested in this history stuff. And, you know, I, I, I have no problem going back to this stuff and just like appreciating it for what it was then. I know that's tough, though, for some people to go back to, including Sony themselves, who have made comments about how crappy their old games look, which is a shame when you say that. So I played a bit of that. I played a bit of Rayman as well. Um, Rayman still looks fantastic fantastic that game is beautiful obviously 3d was on the rise but 2d was dying but you know the 2d games that we did get for the playstation really just looked gorgeous and the original rayman still looks gorgeous that art style is stunning it's colorful it's beautiful the music is incredible but yeah that that still holds up i think very well play a bit of destruction derby as well on it so nostalgia point for me for destruction derby is it's one of the that was a game we demoed as well i think it was on that original demo disc too with battle area to shinden where you play like the bowl level where it's basically it's just destruction derby in terms of you just smash into other cars and you see how many can survive for in fact it's funny you could call it like an early battle royale thing for cars so i think it's like 30 cars go in and for that period that 
blew us away, you know, back in the PlayStation days, uh, where it's like, oh god, there's all these cars and it's all 3D and all it's amazing. And then you look at it today and it just looks like utter trash. It's just like these little base, basic polygonal cars. And the game mode hasn't even really held up that well either. I remember playing this arena mode on the demo to death, like seeing if we could just try and you know try and survive as long as we could. And I think we achieved it once where we managed to get to the end, um, finally get to the end. But it's a very broken mode where you know you're only you can you have to smash into other cars, but as you smash into other cars, you do damage yourself and obviously if you break your car you're out that you're out basically so i guess the main strategy is really you've got to just kind of like drive around and not get here but that's just not fun you want to just smash into other cars the single player kind of well i think you can only play this game with single player it's funny actually on this even in the simulated version it gives you the option to play it over land but you can't obviously play it on land because it's on this plug and play system the first game i didn't didn't have split screen as far as i'm aware like the single player races were quite good for destruction derby um it still featured all the smashing and that, that's the things i liked about this game was the smashing around and it was just good fun really but that arena mode sunk so much time into it and i, I went i jumped into that as well with this playstation collection had fun and lost very quickly i think i only only managed to eliminate five cars or something or if, if they were even eliminated by me they might not be <laughs> so, but still had a bit of fun i think that's i'm just having a little look at the box list here just actually because i've got it with me I think that's all I've played so far, to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't jumped into the others. But yeah, I've, I've got it basically um, on the that secondary table. I've, I've hooked up a TV because I was going to use it as a second screen for the PC because it's got HDMI connection. So if I was to ever do like, streaming again or something like that, I could like look at the second screen to see if anybody wants to talk to me, but they probably won't. <laughs> but I've got it basically the PlayStation Classics hooked up to that so I can just basically turn my chair to one side and I can play a bit of PlayStation Classics. It's been kind of fun doing that, actually, just to enjoy it. I do really like the controller, I have to say. I know a lot of people had a bit of beef with that where they said oh you know why is it on the DualShock controller but I'm not too bothered about that um, it's, it is the basic the old basic one I'm fi- I'm actually kind of fine with it to be honest it, it really I think I, I don't know if it's full it feels full size to me obviously the connection is USB which is um, different from the connection of the other one but they where the bit that is connected to at the end is it looks like it's the old connection but it's got a little USB bit you plug into the system itself and I guess it's worth mentioning that you know a lot of people have people have been buying up these systems in droves because you know you can hack them and throw all other PlayStation games in them but I've not felt the need to do that yet. And uh, I, I, might, I, haven't, I haven't even done that with my other systems either, I'll be honest. I haven't um, hacked my um, Nintendo Mini or um, Super Nintendo Mini. I've just I've enjoyed just keeping as they are because I've just enjoyed the games that have been on them. I've, I've surprised myself. I've, I've kind of enjoyed the PlayStation Classic. I, I still... Oh, yeah. I, I played Mr. Driller in it, didn't I? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, uh, and I played a bit of Metal Gear Solid as well, just for curiosity purposes. And it, it's so funny, isn't it, with Metal Gear Solid because uh, Fred played that infamous tune at the end of it and i was only literally just playing that uh, i was playing the game when i was listening to the podcast and it just oh it almost made me cry actually it made me a bit emotional because <laughs> because uh, i'm still it's still hitting me really that this at this whole end of the era thing and it's crazy so let's not let's not let's not get too sad about things though shall we let's, let's move on yeah but if okay so let's go to the point though with the playstation classic is the which has probably been reiterated by multiple people as well but i'll i'll say the same as well where if you have these games already, um, if you already have the physical, I do, I have some of these physical copies of games as well. Um, you don't need this system. It's not necessary. If you, it, you, you probably know by now what you're getting, going in for. It's not perfect. It's flawed. The emulation is not perfect, 
if you're just willing to enjoy that for what it is, there is. I think for the price it is, it's a steal, really. Now, what you can pick it up for. Although I have seen, I've heard in some podcasts people saying that they still think it's too expensive, even at twenty dollars. I think now, nah, I think that's fine. I wouldn't have picked it up for the price it was originally. I think it's eighty quid over here, and I think it's a hundred bucks in America. That was that was obviously too much for me. But I'm happy with the money I've spent on it. I've, I've been having some fun with it, and look forward to having some future fun with it. I do want to try and go through some of those RPGs. I might try. I'm. I dare I even suggest this but i might try and go through that persona game on it just for morbid curiosity uh, may i may even go through final fantasy 7 on it because i do still love that final fantasy 7 game <laughs> but why not you know might go through that as well anyway so yeah let's talk through but i guess what that leads me into I, I might do a different show where i talk about the mega drive mini because i'm still I'm, I'm so on the fence really with the mega drive mini I know some of these systems aren't necessarily called minis, but I'm just calling it that just for the sake of simplicity. Because that's coming out in... And it's been delayed, wasn't it? It's delayed now. It's coming out in October instead. I guess we'll see what happens. But I've been like, I've been swinging like a pendulum belt. Which, like, buy, am I going to buy this? Am I not going to buy this? I don't know. Um, so I think I'm kind of selling for the wait-and-see approach. Because I don't necessarily... My main selling point for the Mega Drive Mini for me is that M2 is doing it. So I'm quite curious to see what they do with the games on it. Because I'm, a huge, I'm very fond of what they've done with the Sega Ages collection on Switch. I'd be very pleased with the, the work they've done on that system. And the games I've picked up that so far, which I think the only two I've purchased so far is uh, Fantasy Star and um, Game Ground. Um, but I've played a lot of their previous work on like, the 3DS and they've done, they, they, they do great work, M2. I'm really, so that's, I've always been like, almost you know, wanting to get the Mega Drive Mini just because kind of support M2 in a weird way. A lot of the games on the system I already own in some form or another. I do, I do like that concept of, yeah, just plugging in a little Mega Drive. I've, I've never been interested in any of the previous Mega Drive um, plug-and-play systems that are available and even available even cheaper nowadays, some of which have more combat on them. I think, I, I think that's probably where I'm going to settle with now that I'm talking myself through this is I probably still will do a wait-and-see approach. I don't think this system will be in short supply I think the price is right for it for the games that are on it, you know, especially the fact that some of these games, uh, the, the Wily Wars and um, uh, the Tetris one, I don't care about because that's the one that people are, you know, talking about a lot is that Tetris is on it and it's like there's only there's like it's one of the most rare games on Mega Drive, but it, it's just Tetris. <laughs> it's just Tetris. <laughs> Wily Wars more is more interesting to me. That one's interesting to have a like I guess a legal a legal version of the game. <laughs> Not that I would blame people for emulating it to be honest, because you know it's just uh, I, why why spend so much money on a physical car of that game but it's nice that they've um put that on so widely available and there's some decent games on this uh there's like alicia's dragons on there that's never been released on any previous iterations of these minis but it's obviously got the um it's got um two of the wonder boy games monster world fire uh, for the english translation version and uh, monster world which is one of my favorite games of all time it's got castlevania bloodlines um although it'd be, it'd be hilarious if that's the new generation version in europe which i hope it is in a way because that'd be quite funny it probably won't be i think it'll be bloodlines the uncensored version mate but we'll see what happens with that it's got uh, contra hard corps um which i'm not massive about i don't i'm not as impressed with that but i think if it has the japanese version as well which i'm hoping this system does if it has the multiple versions which m2 usually does they give you multiple versions of the game then that'll be cool because the japanese version of hard corps is a bit more bearable for me than the, the original american european version but yeah so i'm excited for that but i think maybe i'll do another podcast where i'll cover that one in a bit more detail and babble about it so i guess i'll close this out uh, last little sort of we got you know maybe like 
about 10 minutes left for this solo show to talk about what I've been playing. The main one I have been playing through was Minish Cap, and I've been kind of on and off on that. And I originally jumped, I'm not going to talk too much about it, so I'll be vague with Minish Cap because obviously Fred and I will, I hope, will cover it and talk about that in more detail for a final game club. Point is, I originally boosted up on my Wii U because I had the virtual console version of it. So, and I was playing it. I, I did a few things actually where I started playing it on the um, the tablet controller first, and I didn't. It didn't feel right playing on the tablet controller. I don't know. I, I've, ne- I've, never, I've never been a big fan of the shoulder buttons of the tablet controller. I then docked it up. Well, I blew it up onto the TV through HDMI connection. I and I used my Pro controller, which I still have for the Wii U, enjoying it on the big screen basically, and it, it plays great. But the version, this version, is fine. And then I still something felt for me. I said, sorry, it's still not right. It's still, it's still not right about this. So. I, what I end up doing is I end up pulling out my Game Boy Micro. <laughs> I purchased a, a like a, no, it's not it's, what is it? It's a repro car, isn't it? So I ended up purchasing like a cheapo repro car on eBay. So I mentioned about this earlier. Ordered that from my because they're, they're relatively cheap on eBay, and I, I didn't want to get. I, I didn't. I didn't. I would have been fine with a legitimate copy, but the copies they're selling online are just uh, they're out of my price range at the moment. I, I didn't mind. So I, I brought this sort of reproduction car instead, which works just fine. It does all the job it is, and the sellers were. Trying transparent as well they did say it was a reproduction car so there was no sort of like you know and I, and I was fine with it my cause of debate in itself but I might touch on repro cars a bit more in just a moment but so and then, and then playing it on the Game Boy Micro and it was easier for me anyway because I could play it during my lunch breaks at work or if I just want to have a always warm to handheld, handheld systems more I don't know why it's just something about me it just felt right so and it, it, it meant it obviously freed up the TV if my um, partner wants to watch something or you know like they wanted to want to watch um, some show or something i can just pull out my game boy micro play a bit of zelda there and i know i know i can play the <laughs> on the tablet control the wii u but i don't know it just felt off i got about halfway through the game as well actually i probably will still go back to the wii u version as well but i just i always have this thing where i think i like pref- i prefer playing the games as they were intended so if it was if, it, if the game was made for the handheld i want to play it on the handheld if it was made for a system i want to play it on the system so that's that's kind of what happened really yeah, so I guess very. I did. I have enjoyed it immensely. I've completed it on the Game Boy Micro already. I might go back and do the Wii U one as well because it's uh, there's a, there's a lot to say about it. But I'm going to stop myself there because I don't want to spoil um, the rest of it. But yeah, apart from the one small is that I've enjoyed it. It's a Zelda game. It's great fun. But more more to come later. But on the topic of reproduction carts, is since I was in the neighbourhood, I was uh, looking at sort of well, whatever um, Game Boy Advance reproduction carts are available at the moment, and I sort of looked around and it looked like there was. So there's quite a few reproduction Game Boy Advance cards are actually really prevalent. Actually, they're really easy to. There's a lot of those sort of those rarer sort of more neat, not neat, well, not actually niche, but. Uh, games that would otherwise be quite expensive so you know like obvious ones like the Zelda games are quite easily uh, obtainable through reproduction carts um, the Castlevania games um, the Advance Wars games as well I saw them on there the Doom games as well there's reproduction carts of those two I have the first one but I don't have the second one and um, the first one I have is, a, is an original car as well what I've mentioned as well is that so if you are a collector so because obviously I do when I go out car booting and stuff I sometimes see going by advice cars if you're if you're really big on having a legitimate um, if you want a genuine Game Boy Advance car, there is a thing you can look for to know if it's real or not, um, without having to open the down thing up to check the chips. Obviously, that's the easy. That's the, the seems to be one of the main ways that people look. But there is a slightly easier way to check as well. Basically, if you just look at the label on the car, if there's like a 
a number indentation on the car it's like it'll look kind of transparent but you'll see it's like it's indented in the label that's a good sign that it's a legitimate genuine game boy advance cards basically however if it's not i mean it, it, some of the signs are obvious it's like the label's really new because you know most um you know, especially if you get something used it, the label's usually a bit worn just because of wear and tear and stuff like that but if it looks like a brand new label that's been stuck on there and it looks in pristine condition it's probably a reproduction car <laughs> so but yeah, that's so. Uh, but that, yeah, so basically, that, that's like an easy thing to look for. So it's like a, it's like a little little number. It's usually two numbers, at least in the. U- I'm only going by the UK ones. I'm not familiar with the American ones that well. But that's one way that you can kind of get an idea if it's real or not real. My only kind of take on these, like reproduction versus genuine, is I I'm not really personally bothered as long as I can play the game. Is I I, I that's really what I'm in it for. Is I, I just want to play the game. Um, not, I'm not bothered if it's the real car or not a real car. Well, that would be interesting if I don't know if the reproduction cards work with like the link cables or not. That'd be something interesting to explore. So on that note, what I end up doing is uh, there were there has been a series of games I've always wanted on the Game Boy Advance, which was the Final Fantasy games. So I actually end up ordering four final fantasy games there's a there's a there, i'm probably going to order a fifth one again soon any as well uh final fantasy tactics i don't have that one yet but i wanted to kind of test the water to see how the other ones came out but i basically ordered um final fantasy was it called dawn of dreams it's the one that comes with both one and two and then there's a cart that's final fantasy four advanced there's final fantasy five advanced and final fantasy six advanced so i ordered those four carts basically again those games are widely available on multiple devices I even have Final Fantasy 1 and 2 on the PSP, which are like, they're like somewhat remasters, I'd call them. Uh, but I've always wanted those Game Boy Advance games. Uh, and I was, I was at this point where like, yeah, I'll never find those genuine ones because of price and costs. I'm happy just having the reproduction cards just so I can play it. Because the purpose is I'm going to play them on the system. To play, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm in love with the Game Boy Micro. I, I still, I pull that. It's, it's so small. You know, I think I mentioned as well, I got, I got married with that in my pocket as well for some reason. It's, uh, it's, my, it's some sort of silly joke where, you know, like they had the whole wife had, uh, the, uh, the lady has something blue, uh, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. So I said, well, I'll turn that thing on its head and I'll have something pink and the best pink thing that i had it was obviously a hot pink game boy micro so i had that in my pocket when i got married and and, and a copy of doom was in it at the time so that that's a super sad story for you there uh, from my personal life uh, so i still and i still play that system so i i, I just i'm fascinated by the game boy micro it, even though this the screen is smaller but it is backlit which is really cool but I just, I just love everything about. It. I love that it's so small. I love it's portable. You just flip it out and just play a little bit on it, and then just put it away. It's just great. It's fantastic. Even you know, yes, the, the SP is much more superior. Even the original. You know, well, I don't know. Actually, I think I think the micro trumps the original Game Boy Advance because that doesn't have a backlit screen. But the SP is really kind of more. Yeah, if you're going for a Game Boy Advance proprietary SP is usually the bog standard for most people. But no, but I, I just, I just love it. I've been taking it to work for me most days these days, um, as opposed to Vitas and VDS is what I use to and just having so much fun with it and that goes that comes on to the last game i've been kind of mainly be playing which is uh once i've been done with well what i was doing actually i actually started playing this first it's final fantasy 5 and the reason i started playing this is that it was because of fred actually um it's not because of his announcement because i started doing this before but um fred had always told me uh final fantasy 5 was his favorite game so i always wanted to finally go through this game i i have i've started this game i think 
three times in the past but it's always been on console based hardware so i think i've um i have like was it the anthology collection in the uk um which are, our anthology final fantasy collection is different from the anthology series i think in america where our one basically has final fantasy 4 and 5 on it so i got that um years ago. i got that on launch actually when i was younger so and i started playing Final Fantasy 5 and again love really really enjoyed the game really really enjoyed it because of it being on tv and not being portable i just didn't just didn't finish it so that was one that's the first one uh i think the next time i started final fantasy 5 was uh when i played it i think I, I downloaded it onto psp in yeah for the european version but i think it was free with playstation plus so i started playing that as well unfortunately because of playstation plus being a bit finicky and because you don't technically own the game i basically i i couldn't continue the game because of my PlayStation Plus being a bit weird, even though I still um, I have that still at the moment, although I am going to let it run out soon because I don't care about PlayStation Plus anymore, which means I'm going to lose a lot of games, but oh well. <laughs> so uh, so that was my second attempt. And then my third attempt, so I actually I re-brought it again. <laughs> so I re-brought it from the American store, so I actually had a copy that I could put on my PSP, so that was my third attempt. And I don't know what happened there, but I started pl- I'd started playing it for a third time. Again, loved it, got, you know, got really, still got into it, but just, I guess life happened. And so this is my fourth and i'm determined to make this my final attempt because um well hopefully um and play started playing through the game, game boy advanced version which is basically just as good as all of those other versions i've mentioned apart from it being on a significantly small screen but but i started playing that before i had finished minish cap and I, I could see this little silly little rabbit hole i was going down because of course i need to finish minish cap before the game club so i forcefully stopped myself i decided nope nope i'm gonna start i'm gonna finish minish cap so i did finish that and then i've gone back to that now and i've been playing that on some my breaks um like like today when i was volunteering i played a bit of it and it's just been fun just to kind of dabble in that game pick it up and play it a little bit here and there not got too far into it i'm only so but i've, I've been really enjoying the grinding stuff again which i've, I've kind of liked i like an old school rpgs I've, I've i've always had a bit of depending if you're in if you're in the right frame of mind I've, I've sometimes found the grinding to be quite therapeutic especially when i'm just like listening to podcasts or listening to other people talk or if, like you're listening to some music or something it's just been fun you know you just sit down for half an hour and, and go and grind away at some do, do some leveling in the open field I guess it's weird meditation in a way. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I was just having fun. I'd be basically having fun doing that. I'm past sort of... I think I'm coming up to the section of the game where I've got past the sort of the I've got to the I've got the job system has been activated and all that sort of stuff. So I've been trying to do level up some of the jobs. I've got to the bit where I've lost the ship. Um, I'm being quite vague, just you know, because maybe there's some people that haven't played it and they want to and they don't have the plot spoiled for them. But yeah, being bit you know, this was I guess this is my. Um, this one's for Fred, I guess. It's even more significant for Fred, so I guess I'm going to be playing this game and just crying, thinking about <laughs> gaming history 101 when I play that. But and the other reason I wanted to play through it as well is I have been, um, I've, I've got like a series of books that I've been reading through, which I got from a humble bundle a while ago, which I think are called Boss Fight Books. And one of them is about Final Fantasy V, and I thought before I read through that book, I would actually like to actually play the darn game first. You know, and then read through that and see what the book's got to say. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it. But, yeah, really, really, really enjoying that. Been enjoying just the thrill of playing Game Boy Advance games again, actually. Really enjoying that. And it's made me, it's given me the itch to go and get more reproduction cards. Like, I might go and get those. Like, like I, I, haven't, I haven't got the original Advance ones, so I might try and go get that. And I, I want to get Final Fantasy Tactics as well for the Game Boy Advance too. now that those, all those other ones work perfectly and stuff and they, they, they function as they should do. It's, a, it's an easy rabbit hole you can fall down because they're ever so cheap because I think they're mostly, they're all imported from China or something like that. But, <laughs> but so I've got, and I've got Fire Emblem games to play as well. <laughs> but that's, that's what I've been up to and that's what I've been playing. But I think that kind of 
you know, that brings this to a close for now. I'll get this all edited up. I'll get this posted. And, um, you know, I, I want to try and keep doing some of these shows, at least until March, until the whole thing um, implodes. Um, so hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, see what I've been up to, I do actually I do actually hang around in the Discord. I just don't always post there just because I don't think I've got much intelligence to say. But I am reading stuff. But if you do want to leave me a message, I am in the Discord. Um, I obviously am on Twitter, at Jamalais. Or, or you can just go to your contact at Gaming History 101 and um, yeah, that's that's another route there if you want to give any feedback or but otherwise what I will be looking to do moving forward is doing some more shows really more, more solo shows where I just talk complete and utter rubbish but I'll usually come in with a particular topic I'll probably it'll probably be something a bit similar to sort of gaming history X but just by myself I guess you know I'll just talk about my life a bit maybe arch projects <laughs> I mean that in a good, I, I don't mean that in a nasty way I, I, I loved what they were talking about on the last show it's absolutely fantastic if you tune in fantastic um, I hope you had, had some fun listening to well yeah I'll get, we'll call that to a close I'll play some cool music at the end until next time I need to think of a different I'll just yeah have a mad one that's what I used to say so have a mad one take it easy guys